Sorry, I held this up too. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, I don't think you need the headphones, honey. You're not using them. So. <laughs> not, okay, I'm going to take them <laughs> no, off. No, they're not working. <laughs> so. Exactly the same? Absolutely the same. <laughs> it is actually. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Joining me is Tattoo on the Neck, Maxwell Esposito. Representing Bible Girl with my temporary tattoo. Is that what that is? Oh, I love. I I love and I live. Yes, I found them in a drawer. And Ah, I was like, today's the day. Isn't that so telling? Just found it in the bottom of a drawer. Something from Bible Girl. Uh, We have Diana DeLuna. Oh, hello. Hi, Diana. Welcome to December. Oh, we are we are in it we are in it how y'all feeling maxwell how you feeling oh wait first of all i would love to thank everyone who came out to learn the words bitch this monday uh to celebrate my birthday my second 40th birthday it was so much fun the like second the, annual birthday the performances were off the hook like the judges were great i was very funny I had a great great. time. I looked great. Michael Brambilla brought me like two brand new dresses right before the show, which I always love. Shout out to Michael Brambilla for the show. Always making me some gowns. Uh, Maxwell, how are you? I am so good. Like I said, I found these neck, this new neck tattoo in the bottom of a drawer because um, recently my roommate moved out and Taco Bay and I now have a two bedroom for the two of us. I love that. Is that the new location that you're in? Are you? Yes, in your I am in my bedroom now. Our old bedroom has now turned into Taco Bay's office slash school room, which we love for him. He has a green screen to make his classroom more entertaining for the children. And yeah, it just feels great. I mean, it was great this morning just to get ready and like hang out in my room and not have to like tiptoe around um, and, you know, all wet and naked after the shower and like be like, sorry, students, like this is weird. So it was great. I love That's my right, because you have a bathroom bed. in your bedroom now. Mm-hmm. I have my own bathroom and bedroom. So cl- walk-in closet. We have two closets. It's going to be great. I'm really That's going to make the divorce so much easier, you know? like <laughs> Somebody asked me if it was my new lesbian bedroom. I wasn't really sure what that meant, but I was like, it's like, no. Listen, a key to a successful relationship is more than one bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's what people, it's how people should do. Because there are oh. certain days you just don't want to fucking listen to the person who you are irritated with breathe really heavy. And I think that has been a fun realization we've had. And we are very excited for this space <laughs> to just be able to both close our doors at times and just be like, just do our thing. It's going to be great for everybody. So uh, we painted, we uh, mopped. It's been, it's a clean home. I'm very excited. Did you smudge? Oh, the house smudged it all over. I was Got like, rid of all oh, that bad juju. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll just leave it at bad juju. There was a lot of other bad things we got rid of, but that'll be for the group chat. <laughs> oh my God. I, oh, I can't wait. I'm waiting on bated breath. Um, Diana DeLuna. Oh, uh, hello. How are you? Oh man, I you know I. What do you think? Do we do birthdays this year? Did, was it worth it? I mean, I mean, I don't know that it was uh, necessarily worth it. Um, but I did do it. I did do a birthday. Um, when is yours? Christmas Eve. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yours is coming up still. Yeah, we have plenty of time for your birthday. Yet. I mean, I'm just. Are you doing, doing something my- for it? I'm doing that. So yesterday I tried to stop drinking coffee. What a stupid idea. Mm -hmm, I I think I'm just going to do like, try to make myself a one cup a day, 
two cups if I need it per se. Wait, how many cups are you a day? I drink about a French press of coffee a day. Like a French press. Like a regular? It's not a lot, but it's enough to keep me from drinking the water that you need to drink when you are about to be on the other side of your 30s. Bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Co- coffee's not a substitute for water, bitch. It's a de- it dehydrates you. No, I know. And now I'm in this like mountain air that's extra dry. You know, I'm just feeling the end of this quarantine really catching up to me. Now we're going into number two. Your part, your, your house is so cute though, Diana. Like honestly, it your is. little yeah. your little Christmas setup is like if I'm I'm such a staunch atheist that you won't even find a fucking string of lights in my house. And what I'm seeing right there is just so cute to me. It's tickling my my country roots. Yeah, I think it's secular too. Like it's not, it's a nice. Yeah, I don't see Jesus anywhere, which is uh, no, which is very either. not Latina of you. Excuse me. I need Guadalupe somewhere in there. I have an ethically ambiguous angel holding a peace sign, though. So I think that will make my mother proud. Is that on top of your tree? Yes. I need to put, I want to put a picture of, of me on top of my tree because, you know, you put the star on the tree. So, and you have a tree. tree too, Maxwell. Like, y'all, y'all are just trying to be real homey. It's so, it's, it's, it's not cute, guys. I'm just letting you know. Well, it's I mean, that is all Taco Bay. You know that I am a Ebenezer Scrooge over here um, when it comes to the holidays. No trees, no lights. I'll take the gifts, but um, I'm not, I don't want anything else to do with it. I did not know I was co-hosting with two lumps of coal. Oh, two lumps of coal, bitch. We don't don't give a fuck about that nonsense. No, here's the thing, you know- I worked in a retail for 11 years. I don't don't want to hear another Christmas song ever again. And listen, I've not made a secret about how I am not a good gift giver. Uh, I, I don't actively listen to folks. So like, I'm never really getting subtle hints. Like I buy two presents, three presents a year. I buy a birthday and a Christmas for my kid. And I buy a Christmas for their adopted son. So outside, and, and even that, and since I've quit Amazon, but shout out to the new millennial moment, by the way, Maxwell calling up and letting us all know why we need to cancel our prime accounts. Yes. Um, like mm-hmm. uh, it, it was even harder to do it this year, but you know, I just contact my baby mamas and I'm like, what are they like? Give me a list, tell me what I can buy. And I've already bought those gifts. So I'm done. Are you guys big into gift giving? Like, do you guys like to give gifts? Oh, I'm such a good gift giver. I can't I'm- wait for my husband to open. I'm like turning him into 1970s Dazed and Confused Matthew McConaughey. He's not gonna listen to this so I can say, I got him one of those like hot 1970s Levi jackets with like the sheep's wool on the inside. Cute. Cause he's like sporting a mustache now. Love. So I feel like it all will work. Wait, 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 wait. He's he's sporting a mustache. Can 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 Mason grow like a full beard? Like, can he do that? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like? He's a very hairy. Guy. Do you like Harry? He is. He seems so twinky yeah. to me. He seems so twinky. Oh no, he's got the hairy chest and the hairy back and the yeah and the man booty oh yeah wait like really does he have that does he have a hairy butt yeah he's got like the you know like when they turn man and they get the hairy butt on top well i like a hairy butt i don't i forgot what that looks when that happened to me well well yeah no maxwell's a wolf from like waist down well maxwell's a wolf uh basically just a wolf from eyebrows down from eyebrows down you just you're like that guinness book of world record guy who who just but there is not a hair on my back let it be known is that true I mean, there might be a couple of hairs, but you I do not have a hairy right. back. See, so I, I miss the days of having uh, uh, random tricks over because I pride myself on not having any back hair. And I would ask Trey that came over, I'd be like, give that back a good glimpse. See if there's any fucking hairs on there. Because if there, and none, 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 none. I'm blessed that I'm so hairless. I couldn't imagine having all that body hair. <laughs> well, well, next time I, I unzip like your dress, I'll uh, let you know. <laughs> Wait, well, what did you say, Diana? I, uh, oh, well, one time I was in a play. So I guess my mother, I'm Mexican mother. I didn't shave above my knees for a very long time. (laughs) Yeah, because no one should be going up there anyway, bitch. No one should be seeing that anyway. And then I started like shaving the top, but I didn't realize until I was in a play where I was wearing booty shorts that like 
I have basically pubic hair on the backs of my thighs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my was- God. Oh my God, we just got a glimpse right. into, into Diana's real life. And that is- So I'm just saying we're two very hairy individuals who don't mind a little hair. Got it. Wait, have wait. So so wait. I'm since COVID, have those thigh pubes been out and blazing, or are you keeping them so, in you check? Know what's funny? I am so like, uh, I didn't know. Have you ever used a safety razor before? No, I didn't know they were so dangerous. So there's like, I only thought there was disposable razors than like the old barbershop knives. Yeah. But like, you could get a safety razor where you use like an actual sharp razor blade and they're like fancy metal. Oh, like a little thing that you can just like get your- Yeah, and they give you the closest shave ever. And I discovered that during this lockdown and that and home waxing strips are my favorite thing ever. No, I have used those uh, on my cheek hairs because like, honestly, I- uh, w- one trick that I learned when it came to drag a long, long time ago was you do have to shave your whole face because even the lightest of fucking hairs on your cheeks or whatever, you know, the makeup will yeah. cling to it and, and, and it'll make them more prominent. So I shave my cheeks and my forehead and everything. I need to start doing that. You guys, the other day I thought my face was dirty, but no, it's just my eyebrows are starting to grow into my hairline. I thought there was dirt on my face. I was on the phone with somebody and I was like, it's like, oh my God, I need to go wash my face. I was like, oh, those are just like my eyebrows growing into my hair. Ah, Teen Wolf realness, y'all. No, my friend told me that I was being old. So not even Teen Wolf. Now I'm just werewolf. Old wolf. Yeah, I, I don't know. Middle aged wolf. Are you middle aged I mean, yet? You're almost there. You're almost middle aged. I'm going to be 30 next year. I can't believe. Um, I mean, I can't. You know, I am not smoking pot today uh, because I have an audition uh, for a commercial agent, which actually is kind of exciting. But I, I, but I'm so scared. Like I haven't touched marijuana yet today, and you know she lights up a joint the moment she wakes up. That's how white trash she is. I used to judge my mom back in the day because you know as soon as like the sun would come up, a cigarette would go in her mouth, and I'd be like, "That is so gross. How could you possibly?" And I'll tell you, I will fucking put my feet on the floor and reach for my desk and grab whatever joint I didn't finish the night before, just just because I'm trash, I'm trash, basically. What a surprising story. You were judgmental and then somehow you still did what you were judging people for. <laughs> but look, I'm clear-eyed today, guys. I'm clear-eyed. I'm 40 again. I'm feeling good. <laughs> you're so, you're, we're proud of you. 40 uh, again. 40 again. Just yelling that to our guests because for no reason, don't worry, you'll find out soon enough. But I'm 40 again. Um, but 40 with experience. Absolutely. Um, I am oh also I uh speaking of Christmas, um I I've decided that like that, that I I have decided that I don't want to hear about anyone's plans this year at all i'm gonna like disengage from social media i don't want to see what people are doing because i remember the thanksgiving anxiety that i have i don't know if this person listens to the show i'm not going to name them but there's this like mini influencer or whatever who recently took a trip to uh puerto rico and uh for thanksgiving and has since come back and is like i have covid Uh, and i'm just like and, and i'm just like you know First of all, like just the garbage of it all, just the garbage of it all. And, and also it's like, I don't fucking want to hear anyone who got COVID from their trip unless they are reporting live from a ventilator. You know what I mean? Keep it to your fucking self. Um, so don't don't send me any photos. I'm not going to, I'm telling you, I'm losing more and more interest with uh, social media as the- <laughs> major problem no one knows how to keep it to themselves anymore you can't do nothing like that's what i I was just watching wendy williams because i got an bunny ear antenna in my bedroom yeah girl i'm checking with wendy for a minute but she was talking about um cardi b got blown up for you know talking about an expensive purse that she was an eighty thousand dollar bag 
And she asked but her fans if she's she asked her poor yeah. fans who probably have no jobs right now if she should buy a purse that's eighty thousand dollars. And to that I say, eat the rich. Eat the rich. Like this is crazy. We shouldn't, you know, and this is such become so tone deaf. And not to bring this back to the millennial moment with Maxwell Esposito, but we have to fucking like know that this is the truth. Like we are poor and we are getting poorer. And Jeff Bezos is uh, gonna be a trillionaire by next year. Like that's mm -hmm. fucking insane to me. And we're all still just happily buying Amazon packages. I don't understand this. Like, where's the logic? Um, anyway, guys. Let's take a break because when we come back, our guest, I mean, I'm just so excited about our guest. They were one of the original members of this fucking fabulous podcast, The Tony Soto Show, and is one of Chicago's premier drag kings. That's right. We have Lucy Wack, aka Dusty Balls, back on the show. Let's see if life is better for them after The Tony Soto Show. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, we are back with the show. And ladies and gentlemen, now, our guest today never really got the finale they deserved. To be quite honest, they were my partner in crime on the Tony Soto show for five fucking years. And then finally, it just cracked and they bailed. Let's give it up for Lucy Wack. Lucy. Tony. Lucy, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, babe. Well, you know, I was like, it's time because I do need to know how, and don't make it sound really exciting because I don't need these other two co-hosts getting the idea, but how is life post the Tony Soto show? Oh God, it's so nice having Tuesday nights back. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? The 45 minutes to an hour was so terrible, girl. Well, the setup was a pain in the ass and the emotional abuse was also a pain in the ass. Like I was just kind of done. <laughs> oh my God, the emotional abuse. Okay, first of all, this is not here. You're not dropping your cross on this bitch. <laughs> emotional abuse it was no, girl i'm just gonna nail myself to it it's it was fine. tit for it. tat if we're talking about emotional abuse all right there were a lot of jokes you didn't let me have okay there it towards reciprocated it was reciprocated <laughs> towards the end there were a lot of jokes i wasn't able to get in you're like nope funny man you're not gonna get that punchline in and i'm like all right fine 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 but you're back and i you know you didn't get the finale that you deserve. You honestly were a key member of this family for a long fucking time. Remember, I just have to remember, remind the audience that when the Tony Soto show initially started, my initial plan was I was going to just talk by myself for however long I was talking. And my two good Judys who were like, oh yeah, let's see uh, her fall on her face for this. Lucy Wack and Shea Coulee came over for the first recording and it was literally like at the last minute, I was like, no, 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 you guys are on the show. You're also on the show. You're, 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 did you- Suddenly in the moment I'm realizing I can't carry this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why would I have tried? You know what I mean? Why would I have tried? I feel like, you know, there needs to be an actual uh, conversation happening on these things. Um, but but honestly, did you at least have fun for a little while on the show? Oh, yeah, I'm sure I did. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, there were there were some episodes where I I would like be lying in bed that night giggling, you know, at our jokes, mostly my own jokes. But there was lots of uh, giggles after and everything. And I like to like sit and think to myself, you know, when I'm really old and due to all the marijuana I smoked in my life, I can't remember much of it. I'm going to go back and listen to our Tony Soto show episodes if I remember that we did it. And so I'm really looking forward to that in my old age. Yeah, we it's, have. It's fun to go back and listen. 
Yeah, we. And then I'll also probably cringe at a lot of the things we said. But you know, I think there'll still be some giggles. Hey, that's the that's the main reason that I don't ever go back and re-listen to the show for the cringe-worthy moments. I have Maxwell to remind me of all the fucking bullshit that I've said in the past for sure. And I don't forget it. I literally <laughs> remember all of it. Well, and you didn't know Tony when he was really problematic, even before the show, because that's the Tony I knew. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I have met Tony in some pretty problematic I, stages of his life, oh, but I'm sure there nothing. were way darker ones. But this is I, nothing. I love nothing. the evolution. I've loved the evolution. I'm so proud of him for I mean, everything he does. I mean, Wack met me in like 2002. So that was like a whole brand. That was a whole different brand of Tony Soto. And, you know, Maxwell, we met, I mean, like we were partiers at that, at that time. And Diana, I met in college when I was like trying to become a better person. I feel like Diana got me like at the beginning of, oh, maybe I shouldn't be such a piece of shit. Was that Columbia Day? Yeah, yeah Columbia yeah, Day. Yeah, I feel like you were very like, oh, maybe I can make a career out of being a piece of shit. <laughs> that was the original intention of Tony Soto show. Ta-da! <laughs> Ta-da! You know, but the thing is, is I think that one thing that um, that, uh, that 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 Lucy and even Rachel never really grasped fully from being on the Tony Soto show for as long as you were, like you had an audience. You know what I mean? Like you have people who listened to the Tony Soto show to hear you specifically. And, um, and, and I know that it's always uh, the goal of, of, of some of my friends to keep me humble and keep me in my place. But the truth is there's an audience for this show and you know, you have fans, Whack. So did they stop listening when we left? Hell no. But we did have no. some listener questions threatened that if we didn't get better without you, that they would bail. I'm imagining they stayed, but we did actually have some <laughs> listener comments that were like, don't think we didn't notice that the girls are gone. That sounds like a fan of mine, like someone who's just going to threaten you unless you get better. Yeah, I mean, well. But they're not actually going to take action because that's more like my style. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I wanted to have you back on the show because I mean, you're still doing great things, you know, like uh, you became Dusty Balls while you were, while we were doing the Tony Soto show. How's, how's uh, drag for you during COVID? I mean, it's, it's gone. <laughs> I mean, digital shows are still happening. I, I, you know, I'm sure when we, we go to plugging, I've still got some stuff that I can plug, but um, digital drag shows are happening, but like I made three videos and like, it's like, pick, take your pick. Here are my three videos. This is what I offer for digital shows. Um, it's it's interesting because I have experience as a videographer prior to the pandemic. In fact, that's what I do for a living. And when the pandemic struck, it's like, oh, now would be my time to really show my video skills as a videographer. But the thing is, is that there's no money in digital drag shows. No. So no. honestly, <laughs> it's not worth my time when I have corporate clients calling me, when I have other projects that do pay well. And it's one of those like, ah, I know this is my time, but y'all still ain't paying well enough. Peace out. Wait, are you saying that you have had uh, queens ask you to edit their stuff? Um, I've had it mentioned, but no, I think uh, more like just shooting like my own work as Dusty Balls, like the amount of work that goes into it, the payoff and tips or, or guarantees from shows just isn't worth it. Oh, to yeah. like make like high quality content. Well, because I feel like uh, with digital drag, I, I feel like I, I, and I could be wrong. I, well, I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's no set, like you're not guaranteed a set amount of money. It's not like, oh, here's a $50 gig or here's a $20 gig or whatever. You really have to be at the whim of people who are donating money. And let's be honest, when drag started digitally at the beginning of pandemic there was fucking money because we didn't think that we were going to be doing this for almost a year right um so would you say that you feel i i feel like the tech aspect of drag has stunted me creatively would you say that's also a thing not for me i don't know about others i i feel like a lot of drag performers have embraced it um and I think it's creating a platform for drag performers who do better on a screen than they do on a stage. And I think that it's creating a nice space for that. Um, the thing is, is that a lot of the stage performers are the ones who I feel are feeling stunted. 
Um, but like personally, I can go back and forth between the two. It's not a difference for me because um, I can. I love the live experience of performing for an audience, and I can't wait for that to come back. However, I don't think there's going to be any money in it because everything and everyone is going to be broke. Um, but digital that. drag, digital drag is really great because you have a wider spread of audience that you can get to. You know, um, it's it's cool now doing shows with people globally and having like queens and kings from other countries being in the show and that's really been a lot of fun um but the live experience like there's just there's no substitution for for that sense of performing and being seen and receiving uh the the reaction of an audience which you don't get in a digital drag show so but but chicago kind of like went back and forth with bars being open and bars being closed at 25 percent blah 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 did you not take part in any of those shows while that was happening hell no girl the virus was still getting worse uh 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 the idea and like and the rates also it's like you want me to risk my life for how much how much are you offering it was even less than before the pandemic and I feel like if you're asking people to come in and entertain, if you have a budget for that, then you need to make it worth their while. Because say, like lying on a bed and with a ventilator isn't worth the 50 bucks, 75 bucks you're offering me. Yeah. Um, so, when it, so when it comes to like producing and stuff like that, have you thought about like, I don't know, making like your own digital show, like producing your own shows, like bringing in other, has that ever been a thought for you? Um not as much as doing a show I, I i've i've been part of shows like as an editor and a videographer and stuff like that um over the summer i did a really epic nerdlesque show for the glitter guild and that was a really awesome show because the producer also knows how to write scripts and so she literally wrote an entire script she made storyboards like she did everything i asked and it was like fucking epic and it was an ensemble cast sort of narrative of hosting this storyline and acts would come up. So the different performers in, in the show not only shot green screen, which I, I spliced everything together and created the actual narrative, but then they also had their own videos that they shot and edited themselves that I would just plop in at the points where they needed to. And currently I'm working on a really big project with Vertical Sideshow, which is, um, it's, it's got show elements, but it's also another narrative. I feel like the opportunity to tell stories is much more accessible with video. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see more shows embrace that ability. I feel like also, I feel like because of digital drag, there's been more visibility for Kings. Would you agree oh, yeah. with that? Yes and no. Um, I feel like the King community has really had an opportunity to all get to know each other and really help uplift each other and I feel like the normal amount of kings in queen shows is about the same if not gone up more but I especially feel like it's gone up more for kings of color and I think that's a really great thing absolutely um well let's talk dildos because okay. when also when you were doing uh, Diana's all ready for the dildo talk, she's ready. Listen, listen, if you sell this part of the in in interview right, you will have a dedicated customer in this freak. I'll promise you that. Um, but like- We recently went to a fisting demonstration. <laughs> so we're really open to ideas here. Yeah. Nails. Trim your nails. File those nails. Um, so uh, while also <laughs> when you were co-hosting on this show, you started Tea Time Toys, which is your adult toy company where you make handmade your own uh, pleasure devices. And you are the creator of uh, Lucy Stool's brand of yes, sex am. toys, correct? Yes. How's Tea Time Toys going? Because this is what we, I want to, I want to, I want to spend as much time as I can these days uh, highlighting a small queer business and why not start with family? Tell us how Tea Times is doing. Uh, tea Time is doing much better than it was before the pandemic, oddly. Um, thankfully to the uh, national uh, woke situation and everyone wanting to do better at, um, promoting and supporting 
people of color and artists and stuff like that, uh, they've all flocked to helping Lucy Stuhl. And it's kind of one of those, like, we have to keep Lucy Stuhl alive. <laughs> and in doing so, that has helped keep me alive. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she's been placing tons of orders wholesale and I'm just cranking them out for her. But then also on the other hand, um, my website and my Etsy shop are actually doing really, really well. Uh, and by really well, I mean I get an order once a week, which is which is good because sex toys are not it's cheap. Great. No, well, my sex toys aren't cheap, and that's because the material is so expensive. But it's a high quality, body safe material, and so it's kind of like you're making an investment, and they're lifetime guarantees. Like it's never gonna if you if you treat it right, it's never gonna like be something you have to it's replace. And I feel like product quality is a huge issue in in our our economy right now because so much stuff is made for cheap and it's going to break on you as soon as possible so you just keep buying more yeah because that's the majority of of productions manifesto is well we'll just make them buy more we'll make them poorly so people keep buying them and we keep getting them to give us money my situation is i make you a quality product you buy it once and you have it for the rest of your life what were you if saying you like it i have more what were you saying diana that's basically how i've been shopping like and that's that's a grown-up thing like i feel like you don't understand that in your 20s if you're buying your first sex toy probably not something you're going to invest in but when you're in your 30s and you've been through you know you've gotten a yeast infection you're like no i need something nice <laughs> that i'm gonna care for i need the directions i need the special <laughs> wait <laughs> you can get a yeast infection from a sex toy yeah the yes. fda doesn't approve material yeah. sex toys because they're sold as adult novelties um basically can get away with whatever material they want and sell it to you they can even say it's it's like platinum cure silicone and that might be an element in what they compose it out of, but it isn't a hundred percent. And that's what makes it so much cheaper. So if you see something that says it's a hundred percent or if it, it sees something that says platinum cure silicone, but it's still really cheap. It's not a hundred percent. Wow. And also one thing that I love about your brand and what you do is um, they're phallic-y, but they're not always dicks. You know what I mean? Like you play with shape, you play with, with design and that that's how you can tell that you're you're also getting product that's created by a true artist because because i mean not every person wants to put something that looks like a cock inside of them but they still want something long <laughs> you know oh yeah. yeah i mean it's got to fit the right shape but it doesn't have to have the same you know features and uh -huh. attributes um one of the things that i'm working on uh are more trans focused items um, I'm working on a design for a C-ring for trans men. A what? Um, a C I don't want to call them cock rings, but oh, oh, got it. a C-ring uh -huh. for trans men. Okay. Um, and then all of the, the models, the names are all gender neutral because it's like, well, I don't know what you're into. So here's a little something for either of you. Um, and then I'm also, uh, I've got plans for a packer for uh non-binary people that doesn't when you pull it out of your pants it doesn't look like a penis but when you put it in the pants it does yes i saw i've i, I was able to see the prototype of that can i say that i was able to see the oh no, no no that was just a regular packer that was a regular packer packer i actually sourced um public opinions from my drag king groups and some trans men groups and had them take a poll as to what they wanted and what they were looking for in a packer and like the results were really fascinating it was really cool to like see these opinions in like like wheel for like pie format and stuff like that and like circumcised or uncircumcised oh we talked about this i'm yeah I, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i'm what I'm were some other things that they were at like what were other attributes that people wanted that you found so interesting because now i'm um, interested i think i think length and width was really interesting like they wanted something about five and a half inches flaccid which isn't really uh, like anatomically normal um and then uh they also wanted it like an inch and a half thick and I'm like still not when it's flaccid normal they also wanted separate testicles to be equally uh you know in balance with each other like and and normally like one's a little higher yeah I was gonna say that's not normal <laughs> yeah that's not normal one that is lower <laughs> is it 
is that a normal like it's the left that hangs <laughs> i'll have to look I, 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 he's talking for personal i'll take a sir, yeah. and is this is this the let left me just side start thinking testicle? about all the dicks i've seen um, is this the left <laughs> side of the testicle or the like left when facing <laughs> See, like, who's left are we talking about and, right no the other left true the left. Uh, and, and I don't know. And see, this is this is what this is why I feel like um, that at any point, uh, tea time is going to be a goldmine for you because you think about the buyer, you think about their wants, which is going to in turn help you design and keep creating better and better products. Um, I wish you all the luck with tea time. I think it's great. I I, I don't know why you're not making uh, two toys a week. You know what I mean? Come on, come on, queers. Let's I mean, get. I let's... don't have. I don't have any money for advertising. And in my my insanely enriched business plan that I filled answers out on, um, I I said I was going to use social media for advertising, and then Sesta Fosta dropped, and that basically just killed any chance of getting my name out using social media well hopefully by this appearance on the tony soto show we can put those little hands to work and have you making some big old phallicy shit for for all the holes that are out there that want to be filled up uh let's take a quick break when we come back we have our listener questions of the week we'll be right back tony soto show all right we are back with the show listeners we do these questions, concerns, comments every week. So if you would like them right on the show, all you have to do is go to the TonySodaShow.com and it is right there at the top. It's at the top. Just type in a little message, do a little work. It's a pandemic, you should be at home. Uh, I'm gonna kick us off with our first question slash comment slash critique. Uh, and this is actually a follow-up from um, uh, my new client now that I am a life coach. Uh, this is from Matt. And it says, to follow up from last week, sorry for leaving out some details, I'm 24 and living alone. This year and a half relationship was my first serious relationship. I broke up with my boyfriend today, and it was a lot harder than I had anticipated. He cried, and I cried, but we both agreed ending it was for the best. The wound is fresh, and I'm having regrets, but I know I did the right thing in the end. Despite what I said last week, I think that I think it will be a while before I date again. That this relationship failed largely because of me. I did a poor job sharing my emotions and communicating my needs. Tony Soto, since you have been, since you have taken on the role as my life coach, how do I become more oh comfortable talking about myself and being vulnerable with the people I care about? You're uh, asking Tony this? <laughs> the show has evolved, I told you. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job, Matt. Um, I love this follow up. We never get this good of follow ups. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have a nice follow up. Now, so uh, for some backstory, Wax, since she weren't here last week, our good friend Matt um, has broken. Uh, he was asking our thoughts on him breaking up with his boyfriend after a year or so of being in a relationship. Um, you know, it, it does take a, a, a big person to admit that you know they were. Uh, at fault and to take accountability and responsibility for what you've done wrong. You know, I um, recently uh, had a conversation and because, you know, I talked about losing a couple friendships with pandemic. Well, I just went back and had a conversation with one of those failed relationships and we both took accountability for the for the parts that we play, played and we're friends again. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, so, so so, you know, Maxwell was saying last week, maybe the kid is also on the same page and maybe the kid thinks that the relationship should be over too. And it sounds like since you guys were it in both- like, yeah. Yeah, you were both in agreement. I mean, sure, a relationship is sad when it, when it dissolves and when it's, but pandemic is stressful. And especially if you're not, Diana's question was whether you were living with them or not. When you have that separation and you're still trying to make something work, it gets fucking hard. Now, as for your question uh, for me on how do you become more comfortable talking about uh, yourself and being vulnerable with people, I've never had a problem with talking about myself. So I just assume that's easy. So just say more me, just say more me than you. All right. It's very- You're not the best about that being vulnerable. Just talking about I yourself. don't think that's true. 
Yeah, Tony is definitely down to talk about himself, but Tony, you don't really share like your insecurities. I don't think that's true. Like, I don't really think that's true. I, I don't think that's true, actually. I feel like uh, in my old age, um, I've become a lot more vulnerable with people who fucking deserve it. And that's the key, Matt. Like, like it's one thing to be vulnerable uh, with people that you love, it's another thing to be guarded when you need to be guarded. And honestly, I think that after a year and a half, you should still have those fucking guard walls up. I'm sorry, that's not still long. a fresh relationship. Yeah, it's not long. A year and a half. Yeah, Diana, let's talk about you. You're married. How how many times are you vulnerable with your husband? I mean, we. I mean, even just in this lockdown, I've had to learn a whole new language of you know sensitivities and vulnerabilities and insecurities so like no a year and a half and you don't live with each other like perfect time to cut your losses it's sad but you know they're they're wrong until they're right and then they might turn wrong again like you know whack you're a married person how has pandemic has pandemic affected uh your relationship at all um, I mean, we, at the beginning of the pandemic, kind of had an agreement of you you work in your studio, I work in my studio, and at night we'll come together and make dinner, share our days, listen to NPR, watch movies, stuff like that. And so we've made it a point to give each other as much space as possible during the day so that we're not like just with each other 24-7. And I think that that combined with uh, headphones and podcasts has saved us. Sure. Um, but we've actually had some like really deep communication sessions, like in conversations with each other. And I think that like, we've actually just gotten closer uh, over the pandemic. That's which amazing. Is, which is completely rare for all relationships right now. <laughs> I mean, they've been stressed. Maxwell, how do you feel about uh, a pandy relationship at times? Um, I mean, it's been wild, honestly, the whole journey, because we are still, I mean, literally our one year anniversary was the day that I was like, oh, from my job and had to like stay at home orders was like our one year anniversary. So we were still really fresh. So it has been quite a journey. And like, yeah, like Diana said, relearning, um, definitely like um, mental health check-ins or something we do more frequently now and like separating ourselves like spending more time apart even in our home is definitely something we're going to start doing more with this space because yeah we were like super excited to spend all this time together and I think there's definitely been some times where we've uh, burnt that out a bit just because yeah it was like new and fun and now it's like every day <laughs> But Matt, honestly- Life is just boring. Matt, the truth of it all is like, look, vulnerability is important, it is. But it is not something that you need to be passing out like uh, like free shit, like it's not. Because people have to earn that from you as well. Like it's not yeah. something like, like, because the thing is, it's like, you know, and my biggest issue, yes, has been showing weakness. Like weakness has been my fucking like uh, wall that I've been trying to tackle for a long time, but- now, I'm okay with going up to people who I know and I trust that aren't going to turn around and throw my vulner vulnerability in my face. And quite frankly, that's still a really fucking short list. And that's fine. Because especially in this day and age, you need to be more guarded with yourself. And honey, say me. Say me more than you and them and they. Like, it is about you because at this point, that's all we have now, especially if you're isolating alone. It's fine to be selfish. It's fine to be guarded, but keep those people who are special to you. And I think you just learned that after a year and a half of a relationship that was separated, he just wasn't that's it wasn't that important or special enough to get to that point. And that's fine. Yes, why? I'd like to add to that. Um, uh, finding the right people, people you trust. Because showing your vulnerability is going to be based on how much you trust that person. And they need to prove that they are worth that trust. Again, Tony is correct. God, Tony, you have changed. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Look at you. Um, but also, I feel like our society has put a sort of stigmatism on being showing vulnerability as if there's something wrong or it's a weakness. And in truth, <laughs> showing your vulnerability is a strength. Because we're all vulnerable. We all have in insecurities we all have issues and to be able to acknowledge your your the things that bother you about yourself or the things that you need and be able to voice them is a strength and so work on thinking that it's a weakness because it's not 
And, and see, and, and like I said, that's something that I've had to tackle still to this day. Like, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're fed as you're growing up, not to show emotion, not to show weakness because of it. And you're a flamey faggot, you know, and you're hearing this stuff and you're like, oh, that's really not within my wheelhouse. You know, I mean, but Matt, good luck. Like we wish you all the, and take this time and be single. Cause this is the thing. People are getting roped into relationships right and left right now because they can't, they don't have the strength to be alone. Be better than that. Like learn how to be alone. That's the thing. And I think that's the one thing that I've had to learn too is you have like you can talk a big game of confidence but there is something about like actually truly being okay with yourself and once you get to that point then start worrying about other people and good and listen you did your first long-term relationship that's a congratulations that's more than i can say i've ever done so good luck matt a year and a half that's when yeah yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My first long-term relationship was at 32. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't have a drag out, blow up fight. Like you can reflect on it with compassion for yourself and your partner. And also, yeah. you know, life isn't over. Knowing this person isn't done. You guys might just need time to grow and become more of your own identities. And then there's a chance you could reconnect later in life. Ah, cut the back for <laughs> oh, yeah, you. Yeah. Amen. I'm that. Move on to the next. No, no, no. I'm just saying you never know. You never, and well, and absolutely don't close doors. Like don't leave them a little ajar because who knows, maybe you'll need a pandy blow job again at some point and you know that they're isolating alone and you know their mouth is good. You know what I mean? God, yeah, I miss that's a good, a good note to take also from Tony. Don't burn <laughs> those bridges because we heard about him making <laughs> those phone calls and nobody answered, so... And if you need a new boyfriend, visit my website, www.t-timetoys.com. Look at that. A little plug in everything, Matt. You're lucky. Put a toy a in your back. A piece of art. A uh, piece of art to shove in your hole. Who's, gonna, who's next? Okay. This is from Weed Junkie. How certain are we that someone can't get addicted to pot? I'm a fairly new weed smoker, only about three months. But when I get into something, I really get into it. I smoke weed daily and consistently. After three months, all I want to do is smoke. I have listened to this show for years, and maybe I'm just trash like Tony and want to breathe smoke. Because if I get a moment, I'm always rolling a blunt. My body doesn't crave it or anything, but my mind does. Am I addicted to weed, man? Okay, don't confuse addiction with habit, all right? It's completely different things. Like, I have a weed habit. I, because it's, 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 it's always around and it's what I do. So, like, yeah, no, you're not addicted to weed. Lucy, do you think we can be addicted to weed, Lucy? Not physically. That's right. It's just our brains being like, you know what you'd like right now? A little fog. That's what you want, just yeah. a little fog. Yeah. You don't want to be thinking this much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time to shut off the voices. Uh, the thing is, is that a mental addiction can, it's funny because yeah, your body's not craving it. It's not a physical addiction, but your mind will have the same, like go through the same um, cycles that it would if you were physically addicted. And so a mental addiction can be psychologically just as bad as a physical addiction. The thing is, is that if you were to cold turkey cut smoking weed right now, your body's not going to go into withdrawal. Exactly. You're not uh, going to get- Your mind sick. will yeah. though. Yeah. Your mind is going to start going fucking crazy. I mean, uh, I've done and, this whole show weedless, by the way, for the first time, and I don't even know how long. And I'm fine. you scratch that same spot how many times? And I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> This listener called you trash, Tony. How dare they? Look at you. Well, to be fair, I call myself trash regularly and I love breathing smoke. I also understand that. I mean, listen, it's better than smoking cigarettes. Inhale weed smoke. It's better than all that shit they put in cigarettes. Ma Maxwell, are you addicted to pot? No, you're addicted to fucking um, caffeine. That's a problem. It's also a pandemic. And so I say, hashtag no judgment 2020. <laughs> Do whatever the fuck you want. Well, Tony will need a redo on that, just like 40, okay? That's going to be the rule, because we're in December. You mean 41? Because oh. he's 41. Oh. Tony's 41. I am 40 right. twice! <laughs> 40 Your with one year experience. annual 40th birthday. That's right. I will um, never age any more than 40. I'm done at it. What were you going to say, Maxwell? Am I, am I addicted to weed? Um, Sometimes I do think I am. There are times where I'm like... 
would life be better without this? Like, should I just stop it all? The answer is no. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. I know. Yeah. I I mean, then I start to, then I start to listen to myself again and I'm like, oh no, you can't keep that voice going. You need to turn that off. Diana, you like marijuanas. Yeah. uh, You know, I thrive in routine (laughs) and marijuana has its place in my life habit and its place in my marriage and its place in my friendships and so have you no, ever I'm quit not, pot diana have you ever quit pot have you ever been one of the like been like i'm gonna stop pot uh yeah i'm sure i have but i don't think it was a successful experiment obviously <laughs> you know i'm sure it's like the master plan not the way you <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Listen, you're listen, keep smoking pot. We need it at this point, guys. Cause at this point, like we're going to, I think we're going to have to watch our current president resign. And then, uh, so he can be pardoned. I think, and honestly, I'm going to need really high for that. I'm going to need to be so high that I can't get up. I'm going to need to eat a Maxwell Esposito edible and smoke a blunt at the same time. Support local. Talk Great. about I a coma. It. Talk about a coma. I are we are we gonna call it the pandemic part two? I'm calling it part. I'm calling it the pandy the remix because I kind of like that better. <laughs> oh, what part we're going two through now. Kind of makes it seem like yeah. Well, I think makes we're it on like one stop. I feel like we're I mean, on more than part stopped. two. I think we're way past part two. I feel like okay. we've the been... remix I... reloaded. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it never stops, so it's more like a director's cut. That's why I think like remix is better than two because two makes it seem like one stopped, but one never stopped. Nothing has ever stopped. The extended version. Well, let's uh, do the last question so we can stop this fucking show. How about that? Okay, well, I'm going to end this one on a positive note. This is from They Are All Dead. I am a cliche faggot and you are right to hate that about me. I am allergic to every animal. So I decided to become a plant dad after lockdown. So I, I too would have something to put on the gram. I bought four plants and after less than a year, they are all dead. I got an app and everything. I think my kids hated me and killed themselves. Make me feel better, please. Did you love them? Like this... I thought I would kill plants. I have killed plants. And I am now a proud plant parent of 40 plants. I take care of and water 40 plants in my home. And I literally wake up and I tell all of them good morning. I walk around the apartment and I say hi to them while I have my coffee. Like you need to love them. And if you're not doing that, it's not just water. It's like a whole lifestyle if you're going to be a plant parent. Yeah, they'd like you to breathe over them a few times too. You know, they, they, they thrive off of what we exhale. That's the whole point of plants. This is just proof that some gays can't be parents. Lucy, you don't have plants, do you? Uh, I actually have a basil plant that I took in. Oh, um, oh look at her taking, taking in a basil plant. I know. Well, it was cold and shivering on the corner. You know, I couldn't just leave it there. Um, but uh, I got a little plant light for it. And uh, yeah, I, it's my little basil plant. And whenever I need fresh basil, I go and I take a little little leaves off of it. And, uh, and I, I talk to it and I sing to it. Yeah, I, I accidentally it. burned it a little bit with my light. I think I've been leaving it under the light too much. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like rehab it. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I love how a fucking touching story of saving a fucking basil plant turned into, I might be burning it. I might, I might need to, take it away from the light yeah um diana are, are you a plant girl i do i have plants they're again part of the routine you name them you pick a day that you baby them wipe their leaves down let them know that you're thinking of them spray or what them. Them. Spray yeah them. If, if you're just in it for the look just get the fake ones no one's in your house to feel them. maxwell this is the fig look at how big she's getting it's a ficus bonsai. It's not a fig. Oh, well, whatever, whatever. it is. Whatever it is, it's getting big. Look at that. Oh, look, that is a, that's oh a my- nice looking basil. Oh, it's a little yellow at the top. Oh. Yeah. That's what, look what I haven't killed. A bonsai. I love, I love that. Still alive. Look at- I don't have any... All my plants are in the living room because the light in there is so Out much better. Out of all better, 40 plants, you don't even have one by you. What a bad parent. We're, uh, I have for, two, actually. For that the listeners, we're all showing off a few yep. of our plant babies that we have within reach because we're all responsible adults and not killing plants. I mean, These I- are mine. 
and the bedroom. Oh, I like Ready. the one on my right, your left. Which one? The tall one or the, the little one? The one on my right, your left. What this is the little There we this go. One's named, this one's named Lucky. Lucky is cute. I like Lucky. We have come to the end of the show. Lucy, did you have fun on the show? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know. I had a blast, Tony. You, you know, whack. Now, you know. Now you can have. You could add this to your episode list of episodes to reflect on when you're old. <laughs> the energy you, you know give off makes people think that you don't really like me. I want you to know that, Lucy Whack. And I just want the world to know she does like me. She does. Yeah. I know we we have this really old relationship where you know we make jabs at each other. Like that that's kind of what made us bond was that, you know, we could say something catty and rude. And we knew it was done out of love. Always out of and, love. And I think that in this age of, you know, not wanting to be problematic and wanting to be respectful of other people, that those kinds of relationships are getting phased out. And a lot of people don't understand them. But really, when we're mean to each other, it means we love each other. Yeah, because, I mean, Wack and I have been smoking a lot of weed together lately. So, I mean, like, we on the Zoom getting high, cackling about shit. And I love you with my entire heart. And I'm so glad that, like, you... Uh, are doing well. Why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Ah, yes, things. Uh, this Thursday, that's tomorrow night, if uh, we're still talking, like, uh, those yep. are the things. That's that how we're talking. Yep. Yep. Today yeah, today Yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, tomorrow night, I will be doing um, Grotesque Burlesque as Dusty Balls. And it is an open uh, Zoom chat for life drawing. I will be modeling. And so, uh, if you come in, you might get to see a naked dusty balls. Tony's seen it, he knows. I love that bodysuit. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, look up Grotesque Burlesque Figure Drawing on Facebook. They have a page and they post their events. Please don't come in and just look at me naked, that's creepy. Uh, but come to, to do some drawing, even if it's really bad, it'll still be cool. And then this Saturday, I am doing Drag Menagerie, uh, Anita John's show. It's a digital drag show. Uh, and it will be, it is also on the Facebook, Drag Menagerie's December Digital Drag Show, uh, Saturday at 8 p.m. Central on Twitch tv the drag menagerie uh hopefully i think they took my one of my funnier acts that, of my three acts that i send people um and that is gonna be a really really awesome show it's got oh girl uh anita john alexis hess chair uh hex charity share like uh luke ami amazing performer vivian de another gray area georgia st pierre myself in whimsy thrift and it's gonna be fucking balls out, great show. Uh, and then you can also buy my sex toys on www.t-timetoys.com uh, or you can go to Etsy and also buy from t-timetoys. Uh, either is available, prices are probably the same or so. And uh, I, I need money to uh, survive. So that would be really great if you bought my really pretty sex toys. Uh, do you have a Instagram or a Twitter? I mean, you, you've taken up a lot of time. You can keep going. <laughs> okay. So I also have an Instagram. It's uh, handle. Lucy Wack has dusty balls, L-U-C-Y-W-A-K-H-A-S-D-U-S-T-Y-B-A-H-L-S. And then I'm also on the Twitter now. I don't really do much on it. We'll because... get you on it, bitch. I like yeah. seeing you on the Twitter. Don't worry. We're going yeah. to ease you into it. We're going to ease right. you into uh, it. Uh, my, my handle is balls whack. Balls. B-A-H-L-S-W-A-K. Balls whack. Uh, You're going to get some fun followers with that one. Diana? <laughs> I need followers. Oh, man. I what? even found my old original Twitter and deactivated that one, too. <laughs> oh, that place is successful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I was mad that you, you bailed on Twitter so soon. Okay. Well, you can find me on the joyful Instagram, uh, Diana D, three E's Luna. Uh, just uh, crafting, staying at home. Decorating this place until the last uh, funk of 2020 has passed. That's right, bitch. Maxwell. 
Um, you could see me on Instagram at Maxwell Esposito, buy my edibles on my Twitter at me underscore LGBTina. Um, I have a new millennial moment coming out soon and that's all. I'm really cute. And you can Venmo me at Maxwell Esposito as well. Bye. Oh yeah. I have to work. On oh, that. we're doing Venmos also. I have to work on that. Uh, you, that, uh... you've, you sold your dildos. We, people will pay you. Um, my husband will not allow me to accept money from the internet. <laughs> well, anybody that wants to send Diana money, you can also yeah, you can send, send it to me. me. I'll take Diana's money. I'm happy. Money. I need money. I'm happy to take Diana's money. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Taco Bay um, loves when I get other people's money. <laughs> guys, if you like the Tony Soto Show, please go to our iTunes page and subscribe to it, like it, rate it, leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I do the Gay Power Half Hour every week with my good Judy Casey Live. Tune into that anywhere podcasts are streamed. Guys, the Tony Soto Show is actively making our Patreon page a fucking thing. Please tune in every Thursday for our recap show of Slag Wars with the Cock Destroyers. Oh my God. Second episode was so good. I can't wait to do our episode about it. Um, I am the Tony Soto Show on everything. That's including Venmo. Uh, We'll be back again next week, guys. I'm so excited. From the new reboot of Saved by the Bell, we have Sam Pancake. Sam Pancake will be here next week. And uh, that's going to be so much fun. Until next week, goodbye. Bye. Bye.